welcome to your Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast. I'm Shelley Qualteri, your host. This podcast was created for you, the woman who wants more in her life, for her family, and in her relationships. We're going to spend time creating inspiration and motivation while providing you with tangible, practical strategies and tools for your life to find greater happiness, love, and fulfillment. I will provide you with real-life takeaways that have you not only thinking about, but taking action to create your fiercely fabulous life. Now let's get started. Help me welcome Amanda King. She is the health and wellness coach with Shelley Qualteri Counseling and Coaching. Amanda is a certified personal trainer and health coach here in Calgary. Her path to health and fitness began 25 years ago with a passion to help individuals and their families with health as well as physical and mental fitness goals. Amanda was an overweight adolescent and experienced years of physical, emotional, and verbal abuse from peers because of her outward appearance. Since then, Amanda has turned her experiences into her passion for assisting others struggling with self-worth, helping them discover ways to care for themselves and their families by creating healthier habits and mindsets through techniques and strategies that actually work. Let's get started with Amanda. Hello, Amanda. Thank you so much for joining me today on your Fiercely Fabulous Life. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is a huge uh, honor. I'm happy to be here. Well, I am so excited because you have an amazing story. You have so many skills and talents, and Mm -hmm. you are also part of Shelley Quilteri Counseling and Coaching. So there's so much for us to talk about today. There is. This is very exciting. I, yeah, I have a whole list of things I want to talk about, but I'm going to let you lead the way because you're the professional here. So (laughs) you ask the questions and I'll answer. (laughs) You can let me think that, but we'll see. (laughs) No, I'm okay. so thrilled to be working with you. It's been it's been awesome. I've already learned so much, and yeah, I, I think we are a good team. I agree. So let's tell everybody about kind of the work that you do. So tell mm-hmm. us a little bit first. Who is Amanda King, the professional? Like, what is your job? Oh, as a professional, I am a uh, certified personal trainer and health and wellness coach. And I've been doing that now for almost seven years. Wow. Okay. And so what drew you to this profession? Well, I mean, it honestly went way back to the age of five, if you can believe it. Um, And simply because I struggled with my weight since I was little. Um, I was, I remember my first day of kindergarten, it really became apparent to me that I was, I was larger than everyone my age in kindergarten. I was the biggest, I was always in the back row and, you know, school photos. Um, And it was, it was a tough road for me. Um, I had, interestingly enough, I had a mom who worked for a popular weight loss company um, for my whole childhood. And so it was, I, you know, I always felt like I was a little bit of a disappointment even to my family because I was not a picture of health, um, even as a young girl. And so that's kind of where my journey started is, you know, I was bullied obviously because of my weight, uh, every day, uh, verbally, physically, 
no matter where I was, whether it was school or, um, you know, in our street or just anywhere, I was always targeted for my appearance, um, verbally and physically. And so, yeah, that was, that was the beginning stages of this for me. It kind of birthed in me, uh, because of my struggles, I endured a lot of just low self-esteem and all that kind of stuff. And junior high was probably the breaking point for me, obviously junior high in general, I know, I think it's tough for a lot of us, right? Those were our awkward years. And so, you know, you add in someone who's very insecure and hates herself and has been bullied and junior high years, that was my breaking point. And so, yeah, I was suicidal in grade nine. And um, that was kind of, I remember coming home from school one day and just had a terrible day of bullying and being beat on. And I had switched schools so many times to try and get rid of the bullies and they just kept following me wherever I went. So yeah, I sat in my bedroom one day and decided, you know, this is it. I can't do this anymore and was plotting out, you know, ways to end things, which was so sad that that was kind of my, my go-to at that moment. But um yeah, I had this like moment of, you know, you see in the cartoons, like the devil and the angel on the shoulder. And it was almost felt like that where it was like, you know, I had these negative thoughts and suicidal thoughts, and this is how I'm going to do it. And then all of a sudden, I had this thought of like, why are you giving them the power over your life, right? You, you can say no to this, and you can say yes to living. And that was kind of my like, you know, moment where I decided I was going to do something about my health. Right. Thank you so much for being vulnerable and sharing that because I think that you're absolutely right in the sense that junior high is a tough time. Yeah. In the best of times. Yeah. <laughs> but then we add on feeling like a disappointment to our family, being bullied, feeling, you know, we just hate ourselves. And then getting to this place of thinking about suicide, which we know is an emotion driven decision. Yeah, absolutely. And when yeah. you're talking about all of these things, we can kind of see what led you to feeling that way because of those big emotions that yeah. are going on. Yeah. School, home, you know, and, and all of these different, different places. But then yeah. you're talking about, I had this moment. What? Yeah was it about I don't know if you remember even like that day or that moment or what drew you to feeling a different emotion or to not letting the others have the power yeah I mean I remember exactly where I was sitting in my room in my home um I remember that part of it I don't necessarily remember what that shift of emotions were for me but I do just remember just that right of like it was like someone was asking me the question, are you really prepared to give them this much power over your life to the point that you're going to take your own life? Like, so I think it was just, yeah, it was almost that outer body experience of like that question being asked and like me removing myself almost from all the maybe challenging emotions that had led me to this place where I actually kind of stepped outside myself and was like, am I really willing to give them this power and let this be the final outcome? Yeah. So when you were kind of in that space, you know, you said it kind of started when you were five and your mom worked for a weight loss, you know, company. And yeah. what, what was it that 
kind of led you in this path? Because lots of times when we see kids who maybe are struggling with weight, we place the blame on the parents mm-hmm. or we, we make these judgments, right? Yeah. Because totally. as humans, we can be kind, but we can be very judgmental. Yeah. Human nature for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think in, in that space and place for you, it was, was it, was it just biology, right? You were just heavier because of biology. Was it parenting? Was it just not wanting to be an active kid? Like what were some of those pieces if there were any, or maybe a whole bunch? Yeah, I think it definitely was a combination of them, right? I mean, it was obviously because of what my mom did for a profession. We, you know, typically had pretty healthy food in our home and healthy meals. And so really in that regards, it for me, it was just the quantity of what I was eating. Because as we even know, even too much of a good thing is not a good thing, right? And so, you know, for me, I overate. And a big part of that was because I was an emotional eater, because I was experiencing the daily bullying, I came home and I just ate and ate and ate um, as just that emotional comfort, right? Food was that for me. And so my mom did the best that she could, obviously trying to navigate me through, you know, that, but it was my own choice. I mean, I chose to eat as much as I chose to eat. I was not an active kid. I mean, I remember trying, my mom tried to get me in, you know, sports activities. And I remember as a kid going into gymnastics thinking, okay, this will be my sport. And it was like, it was so traumatic because I just got pushed from one group to the other because nobody wanted this highly overweight little girl who couldn't even do a somersault in their gymnastics group, right? So, you know, lack of activity for me uh, and just, yeah, low self-esteem to not want to even try those kind of things uh, definitely contributed to that as well. Um, And yeah, a lot of it could have just been genetics, right? I mean, I did, my mom, even as a child did grow up having some weight issues as well. And so, you know, part of it could have been that, but yeah, also interesting because the rest of my family was like, my sister is super petite. I mean, we are polar opposites. Right. And, and so even that, right. It was like, why am I so much bigger than she is? And as a kid, you deal with all that kind of stuff. Right. So I think it was just a combination of things that led me to that point for sure. Yeah. So what was it that launched you into, you know, doing all your certifications and becoming, you know, a personal trainer and a wellness coach seven years ago? Cause I'm sorry to say, but you're a, a few years away from five <laughs> or 13. <laughs> Just a few. I know. I'm in denial, but it's true. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it like that you, you know, seven years ago, eight years ago, when you started, you know, thinking about this, that, yeah. that drew you to this area? I mean, you've told some of the yeah. story, but mm-hmm. for lots of people, it doesn't mean that they actually want to make that change for themselves, right? Because it's an emotional decision and it is about that confidence and about that self-esteem. So for you to go from, you know, feeling all these big emotions and confidence things, Amanda, to being like, I'm going to do this. That is so brave. And I think it's so important for people to hear that story because I imagine it wasn't easy. No, it wasn't right. And that was it. Like I made that choice that day in my room to say yes to life instead of death. But there was so much hard that still came with that, right? It was, it was a decision I made. Yes, but I had a hard road and a long road to take ahead of me. Right. And so, you know, I did, I literally woke up that very next morning and we had this little rebounder in our house, this little trampoline in our basement. And I just woke up and I started just bouncing on this rebounder for a few minutes. Right. And I just, I made small little choices every day 
to show up for myself, to better my health. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a lonely road. I did it all by myself. I had the support of my parents, but really at the end of the day, it was me making a decision to say, you know, I am choosing life. I'm choosing to see myself, although it was hard, I'm choosing to see health as a valuable investment right now. And like, this is something I want so bad. And so I did it. I started day after day. And then I started walking after school. I'd come home from school and I'd start walking. And, you know, even that was traumatic because I'd have kids yelling out their windows at me, like, you fat cow. And, oh, the ground is shaking. I mean, kids were just mean, right? And so I, yeah, I still had so many obstacles to overcome. But I, I showed up daily. I had some good days and I had some really hard days, but I kept moving. Um, and I tried my hardest to close my ears and heart to negative words that still kind of came at me. And, and yeah, I just, I paved a path of what health was going to look like for me. And yeah, by grade 10, I, you know, I had lost 60 pounds and by a grade 11, I lost another 20. So in total, I lost 80 pounds by high school. And yeah, all of a sudden was feeling great. Um, physically, I was, you know, strong, but I still, yeah, had a long road. There still was some, some health issues in my mind, even right. Like dealing with the years of of bullying and negative words, right? I still had a very low self-esteem, even though physically I was healthy. Um, I still had to travel a, a road to mental health and just really believing as myself as worthy and valuable. So that was that was a whole nother road. So yeah, you're right. I mean, it was not easy and there was a long road to travel, but it led me to the point where I thought, you know, so many people struggle with this. They struggle with the physical, they struggle with the mental, they struggle with believing that they're worthy of investing into and having a healthy life. And so that's really what drove my passion to get certified uh, and to just, yeah, to, to help people see themselves as valuable, as a worthy investment, and that health can be a reality, that it can be these small little steps to getting them to a healthy place. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, this is one of the reasons that I've been so drawn, you know, to you and your values and, um, the way you work with people and support people is I always talk about counseling as being bite-sized, small, yeah. little steps, because if we set yeah. this goal, like I'm going to lose, you know, 80 pounds. Well, you didn't do that in two months. No. And, and the same thing is with that mental health and wellness piece of it, yeah. um, that, you know, you talk about for yourself, but that I work with all the time is that it's small baby steps. And I always use the analogy of health and fitness to yeah. mental health is that it's a small one foot in front of the other. It's a tiny Absolutely. baby step. And then we start seeing the change after lots and lots of practice. But if we set this huge goal, we often yep. fail and then we feel worse. It's true. Absolutely. And that's what you see a lot, right? In, in even patterns of people wanting to get healthy and weight loss, right? As they set this big lofty goal and they want that quick result. And the reality is, is if you want anything that's sustainable and realistic, and if you want to have a healthy life, it's not this, you know, sprint to the finish line and these instant microwave results, right? It's the, I always equate it to that that slow cooker, right? It takes time. It takes effort, like any relationship, right? I mean, your relationship with food and your relationship with your body and your mind, it takes time and an investment that is not instantaneous. Yeah. And sometimes we're going to fall down. Absolutely. That's life. That's reality. hundred yeah. yeah. percent. And it's totally okay. Right. It yeah. Absolutely. Totally okay. 
and seeing it as that for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even, you know, you and I were talking earlier about <laughs> even my own health and fitness at the moment with all the COVID stuff and gyms shutting down is that I am back out running and it is darn hard, but it's just yeah. one foot in front of the other. Cause I know yeah. that down the track, it will start feeling easier, but yeah. it's a journey. It's such a journey. So yeah. You, um, you have some kiddos and mm -hmm. you obviously started this journey after you had one, two, maybe three of your kiddos, what all three, it? all three. Okay. I was so, actually pregnant. I was like eight months pregnant with my third. And I thought it would be a really good idea to go back to school. <laughs> Who does that <laughs> as well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and so, so tell us a little bit about like what that journey has been about like this last seven years and how mm -hmm. you can and do offer support in helping, helping people now with how you practice and your training stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, after I got, you know, all my training and certified and stuff, it was interesting because like, like I mentioned, I all of a sudden had a newborn and had two other children. And so really, I just, I mean, I kind of, you know, got some practice with just friends and family and was able to kind of build up my, my business a little bit and get the experience. Um, and just really just my heart and goal is to always support people where they're at, right? Because health is such an individual and unique journey. And we all have different starting points when it comes to our health and fitness. And so, yeah, my passion is always just to kind of meet people where they're at. And so, you know, I'm highly relational and I always believe in just in how I coach anyways, I just, I get to know people I always, you know, have that, you know, initial free, you know, phone call and just finding out where they're at and if we're a good fit, if we connect um, as individuals and how I can best support them. And that is really my goal. And, and so that's what I'm doing. Obviously, COVID has been very unique because there's not any face-to-face -face meetings anymore, sadly, but, you know, just coaching people over the phone or via FaceTime, sending, you know, doing workout videos, like all that kind of stuff are, are areas that I practically I'm supporting people, but really just being there, um, helping people manage, you know, stress and their sleep, their meal. I always say it's my three M's meal, mind, and movement. Those are the three things really, especially during this crazy pandemic that I've been focusing on with clients and yeah, just how can we best set you up for success, right? How, how can we be doing these three things in a very realistic and practical way, given this crazy that we have going on, right? And for a lot of people, schedules have been stripped completely clean, right? There's very little going on, which has been a gift, right? We're actually able to focus on our health without, you know, as many interrupt disruptions and interruptions going on, right? And then for others of us, we've been crazy busy. Maybe we're healthcare workers and, or the industry we're working in has exploded during COVID, right? And so, and even in that, you know, how are you how are you taking care of your health? You know, or if your check engine light is coming on, you know, are you paying attention to that? Like, how are you feeling and how are you managing this stressful time in your life if you're so busy, right? So there's been two, two different clientele that I've been working with um, during this pandemic. But yeah, I just, you know, weekly check-ins and accountability is really what we focus on and meeting people where they're at. Yeah. So we're, the workout piece of it is definitely one side of it. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about the meal side of it and the health side of it, because, um, we know that with the workout piece of it, sometimes people are comfortable, not comfortable zoom knows it, you know, like yes. all those pieces, but let's yeah. talk about like the health and the wellness, like the mind and the meal piece of it and how you mm -hmm. support, because I have definitely tried 
many of your recipes, super easy, super tasty, <laughs> super healthy awesome. and how you are, or have the ability to help people, moms, mamas yeah. like me, Yes. <laughs> when we are like, you know, 13, 12 months into this pandemic, when we're all like yeah. cooked out. <laughs> oh, totally. I, you know, it feels like we're in a, like we are the restaurant, right? It's like 24 seven, there is people looking for food, making messes in the kitchen. Like I get it. I'm a mom. I totally get it. So it, it has been overwhelming at times, even for myself, right? Of like, oh my gosh, now what do we cook? Right. I feel like I've gone through my whole wheelhouse of healthy meals. Where are we at now? Um, and so, yeah, honestly, like, I think the biggest thing even with this and with health in general is just always remembering self-compassion, right? We are in a crazy time and there has been moments even in our home where we have ended up having, you know, not the greatest of meals, but I have to not, you know, beat myself up over that and remind myself that there's just some days when, you know, cereal for breakfast is going to have to do right. <laughs> that's, that's all you can do. But I really, my suggestion for all my clients and how I practice things in our own home is meal planning is huge. Meal prepping as much as possible. I mean, if you're able to kind of have a little bit of a plan in place for your week, it will eliminate a lot of guessing or stressful, you know, last minute prepping. And so some of the tricks even that we do in our home, like pre-washing and chopping up as many veggies as possible, having them, having them in containers ready to go for quick snacks, or if we're doing stir fries, I mean, it's just preparation and planning is really key and getting your whole family involved, right? Finding things that are going to work for your whole family. Cause I'm sure all of you have experienced, you know, Oh, I found this amazing, healthy meal. I'm going to try. And it's a total flop. Like your kids are gagging and they're feeding <laughs> the dog and like, like that happens. That is real life. Right. And so I think getting your family involved and even know, what do you guys want on the meal plan for this week is, is really important. And again, going to be another way to successfully have, you know, healthy as a lifestyle. Yes. Yes. And, you know, we, we've kind of gone through this pandemic craze as well of yeah. now we actually do, because there's five of us in, in my family, like yours, yeah. um, we just do the meal plan Monday through Friday. So yeah. everybody picks one meal for yeah. the week, which makes it so much easier, even though the kids have their same usual favorite ones, but you know what, right. sometimes that's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> totally. Taco Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but week. we also tried to be a little creative. Like we decided we were going to do vegan Thursday. So we oh. all had to like decide on and come together and choose a meal. Now, exactly. Like you said, some of them were horrible. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, it made us have to get out and shop for different things, even if it was online, because some of the vegan stuff you couldn't buy at, you know, Walmart right. or Superstore or whatever. Um, yeah. and allow the kids to, um, take a different look at eating. Yes. You know, in different ways too. Right. So yeah, yeah totally. being creative, but we do plan every week as well. Like Sunday we yeah. sit down and everybody has to pick their meal for the week so that we can do the the online shop or get what we need for the remainder yeah. of the week. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's the best way to set yourself up for success, right? And really to I even encourage clients like to make this environment fun, like to make health fun for your whole family, right? And to even at a young age, be educating and teaching our kids that this doesn't have to be something we dread. I mean, so I think so many of us have this perception of like, oh, healthy, and you just dread the thought of it, right? But 
no, it can be fun and creative and you can get the whole family involved. And it's an, it's a teaching opportunity, right? To, to teach our kids to choose foods that are going to make our bodies and tummies feel really great. Right. I think all of our kids can, you know, be taught awareness. All of us, even as adults can be taught awareness of things that are serving our bodies well and things that aren't right. And I think it's, it can be made fun and enjoyable and doesn't have to be something you dread when it comes to, you know, finding healthy meals and snacks for, for our family. Yeah. And, um, I think, you know, it changes our mental health and wellness as well when we're feeling physically good, right? They're so interconnected, so intertwined and interconnected. So when we think a little bit about that, what has been your biggest takeaway for you around, you know, your own health and fitness with Mm -hmm. like physical fitness, but also like diet. And what have you seen with the, with the clients that you work with when those things slowly, you know, you see that magic, that magic moment of it all coming together. What is some of the takeaways for you around that? I think, you know, again, for the, for the most part, it's like just changing your perspective of like, you are your body's best caregiver, right? Like no one else is going to take care of you. No one else is going to take care of your body. And Um, you know, just seeing that light bulb go go off with clients when they're, you know, seeing that this can be a reality that health doesn't have to be something that's like a all or nothing, right? I mean, so often we've grown up in, in the diet culture of like, you know, super restrictive and, you know, giving up carbs and giving up sugar and all this kind of stuff. And again, like it comes down to like, what is reality for you and what is going to make you feel your best, right? If, if, eating carbs does not make you feel like garbage, then you eat your carbs, your body needs them, right? Like, it's just seeing that light bulb come on when people are like, I can create my own version of healthy and what a healthy lifestyle looks like. Absolutely. You don't need to look at the fad diets. You don't need to look at what all the celebrities are doing. You need to look at yourself inside of you. What is making you feel best? What is making you, you know, function at its best? How are you nourishing yourself? And to me that when that light bulb goes off of like, Oh, like I can choose all this. Absolutely. And, you know, seeing them practice mindfulness in a more regular way that again, shows them this doesn't make me feel good. I'm not going to eat this way. Or if I didn't get some physical activity and I felt really anxious today and just connecting all those dots and just having them really tune into what's going on inside of them is amazing to watch. And it takes time. Like we talked about, right. It doesn't come overnight. Mind practicing mindfulness and tuning in and being intuitive to what's going on in your body and what foods agree with you and what doesn't takes time. But again, baby steps, making it a point to at least try once or twice a day to tune into what's going on is a win. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And when, when you think about this journey that you've been on or, you know, Mm -hmm. even the clients that you've been, you know, working with and supporting, um, who have been some of your big supporters, some of your, you know, big advocates to, you know, go back to school to be able to do this, to keep encouraging because you made a choice for yourself, which is number one, as you said, nobody can do this for you. Um, 
but sometimes we need a cheerleader or two. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's one of the very first questions I always ask clients, right? Is like, who is your support? Who, how do, how are you going to be supported in this journey? Because it is so important. Like we are not meant to do life alone and we, we do need our people, even if it's just one or two, right? I did a, I did a health challenge a few months ago, right? And that was one of the prerequisites to starting the challenge is you've got to have a person, you've got to have that support, right? And so, yeah, for me, I mean, from a young age, it was always my family you know, my mom, very supportive. She was my person. She kind of really, you know, coached me through some of the hardest times. Like I would come home from school and she was my landing spot. Right. And so always had her as my supporter. And yeah, as I lost my weight and, and decided, you know, that this is something I was passionate about pursuing, you know, in health and fitness family was always very supportive. Um, And then I got married and I had a husband who same thing, very supportive and just kind of pushing me and, and my close girlfriends, right. Of just like, yes, you need to do this. Right. So I've never not had, you know, support, which has been huge, but I know that's not the reality for everyone. Right. Some people struggle to have that support when it comes to, you know, stepping out and making some changes or pursuing some things. And so it's tough, but it's doable. I mean, although I had the support of my mom, apart from that, I was really alone in my journey. Right. But I, I, I plowed through and it, I had its tough moments, but support does make it easier for sure. Yeah. What would you see when people are kind of stepping into this journey or connecting with you for the first time, you know, that free 30 minute call that you offer? Yeah. Yeah. What are some of the biggest worries that people come with and like that hesitation to start, whether it's the exercise piece or whether it's the meal piece of it? Yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of people, right. It's, it's, I don't have time. I'm too tired. It's too expensive to eat healthy. You know, I've tried every diet out there nothing worked for me. I, or like we just talked about, I don't have support from my loved ones. Right. And so those are all really big worries that people have, right. Or of, of making this investment of, you know, spending this money on getting a health coach or getting a trainer and what if it doesn't work. Right. And so those are all very real worries that people have, but you know, honestly, it's the truth is that we each have our own paths to health. And, you know, it's, it's not always this straight, smooth path, right? It's unique. It's a windy road. It has some bumps and detours. And, but it's, it's a road that you're going to travel, right? And it's, it's a worthy investment. And so these worries are very much real. And we address those. Absolutely. When I'm coaching with people, those things always come up, right? Of like, what are your biggest roadblocks? Or what are some things that are keeping you from some of your health goals? And so we always, are talking those things through and finding, you know, again, very realistic solutions to some of these worries and roadblocks that people encounter on their health journeys. So I'm always asking those questions and keeping those at the forefront and and even looking even to the future, right? And and anticipating some of these challenges that might arise as you start your health journey. And what are we going to do in anticipation for what may come? So that's kind of how I coach. Yeah. And I love it because we like are just so incredibly aligned in, in all of those pieces, because I hear all the time too, like, well, my benefits only cover this much, or I don't have support of my family or my partner doesn't want to be here, or my partner doesn't support my kids coming to counseling. And I'm kind of doing this, but there is a point in time where we need to make that decision for ourselves and we might be on that journey alone, but you're a support. I'm a support. Even if they have that one friend or the mom or their neighbor that can encourage them 
to, yeah. to do this. Yeah. What makes you feel inspired to be your best self, Amanda? Oh, for me, you know, it's, it's really, and this sounds cheesy to some people like, really, but it's true. Like, honestly, it's, it's doing things that, you know, fuel a healthy mind movement and meals. And so for me, it's, you know, it's being in the kitchen and prepping, although like, I, like we talked about during COVID, I feel like a little less inspired by this, but getting in the kitchen, prepping, you know, for the upcoming week, making healthy snacks that my kids enjoy. Like, I love that, right. I love doing stuff like that. Um, and then obviously for me, I've realized that body movement every day, you know, a little bit of exercise every day helps me feel my best. It is my time, even if it's a 10 minute walk outside, it's my time to kind of breathe, to, you know, do a little bit of self-talk check-ins, like what's going on in my thought process today. Uh, so that's very important to me and just makes me feel my best when I take time to invest in moving my body, fueling my body, um, and the mountains, honestly, I am a huge lover of the mountains in the summer, mostly and spring and fall, not in the winter. I don't ski, <laughs> but I love being out in the mountains. There's just something about the quietness and stillness of escaping the city, uh, and the demand life that just really inspires me and, uh, grounds me. So that, uh, would definitely be a few things that really inspire me to feel my best self. Mm. And it makes us so much better for those other people in our world, doesn't it? Absolutely. It really does. Right. And, and I think, and that's even another big part of it, right. Is just, yeah. Investing in your own cup, filling your own cup, because we all know, especially as moms, right. We're constantly pouring our cups out to everyone around us, but yeah. How are you filling up your cup in return? Right. Is super important. Yeah. And, you know, I remember us having a conversation one time and you said, it's about self-care, not self-indulgence. So if you're yeah. doing this every day, your cup's going to be, you know, relatively at the same <laughs> level. Yeah. But if we do it once a month, you know, that luxury trip out to the mountains and, you know, getting our coffee or whatever once a month, that's yeah. not going to be enough. And as moms, we often, um, we do feel drained. We do feel burnt out. We do give to everybody else. We do feel like we don't have the time or the support or the energy, whether it's our yeah. mental health, our physical health, our meals. Um, yeah. But actually, and this is a really hard concept a lot of times for when I'm working with women, and maybe you find this as well is putting yourself first is yeah. actually going to make you so much better for totally. everybody else. Yeah, it's so true. I remember having that like epiphany with my, my firstborn. I remember I was just this, like, you know, I'm going to be the superstar mom, right? First baby, like I'm going to do it all like <laughs> yep. superhero. Right. And then like very quickly, like within the first three months, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is not even reality, right? Like I am not doing anyone any favors, nor am I being my best self by trying to do it all and be it all right. And yeah, changing that perspective of like, it's not selfish to take time for yourself, it actually makes you selfless because you're know you know that if you're taking the time to invest in yourself and care for yourself, everyone around you is going to get the best version of you, right? Not the tapped out, tired, cranky, agitated, edgy mom, right? So it's actually oh, no. not selfish. No, I totally agree. But it's so much guilt attached to that for women often. Absolutely. Yeah, it is. And you really have to just kind of face that at some point and be like, I need to let this go. I know that for the well-being of myself and everyone else, you have to let go of that guilt eventually. And again, easier said than done, but baby steps, right? Just even, you know, one out of the seven days, if you can let go of that guilt to start, it'll eventually be less and less. Yeah. Even for five minutes. Totally. Absolutely. Make it bite-sized. Like you say, right? Like letting go of guilt for five minutes. Yes. What yeah. are your 
overarching goals? Like, what is the big dream? Where, where do you want to be, see yourself in, you know, six months, 12 months, two years? Yeah, well, I mean, obviously, I have stepped out uh, in the last couple of months here and really pursued my passion and desire to start um, uh, a health and wellness business. And so I, you know, I'm really in the beginning stages of that. But I, you know, looking down the road, that is like, what is driving me and is my goals, my passion is just to really, and I know that the health industry is slowly starting to move in this direction, but really to uh, just change people's perspective on of, of what health and fitness is, right? I mean, even for myself, actually, even getting into this industry, I I was a little delayed in in wanting to to take the plunge because I look at you know what we've been given as like a a model of you know health and fitness, and it's like it's the bikini models, it's the super toned bodies walking around in like the sports bras and the leggings, right? Of this, this is what like a health coach or a fitness trainer tech tends to look like in, you know, social media world. And that's not me, right? Like to me, I just want to inspire and encourage people that health and wellness is so individual and so unique. And no matter what size and shape your body is, you know, if you're nourishing your body, if you're being active, if you're taking care of your mental health, that is healthy. And that is what health looks like, right? No matter what shape and size it is. So that's really not that I'm trying to reinvent the health and fitness industry, because that's a large beast, but I want to do my part in bringing that piece to, to women uh, specifically. I mean, I, I have worked with men as well, but that's my heart, right? It's just to see women see themselves as valuable, no matter what shape and size they are, they are valuable and a worthy investment and they uh, deserve to be healthy. Yeah. And so that is my, that is my goal is that business model that, you know, just coaching people and speaking life into people. That's, you know, where I want to be. That's the direction I want to go with my, with my business. And I think too, you know, from the work that we've been doing together over the last, well, nearly year is that I want people to hear as well that it's not just the moms, but it's these teenage girls. It's these teenage boys who are wanting to be healthy and active and fit. And and it could be a whole family meeting, right? In the sense of yeah. like, let's, let's, let's get on board with everybody eating differently or because these yeah. teenage years, like we talked about, they are hard. They are challenging. You and I have worked yeah. with several like 13 to 15 year old girls, yeah. um, mental health piece of it, but then the health and fitness wellness eating piece of it, yeah. um, that you are super passionate about that because you get it, you understand it. And you see the transition that can happen over time. And so it's so nice for those young women to hear and see and sense this as well. Absolutely. I mean, I know as a teenager myself, things were tough and, you know, comparisons and, you know, unrealistic expectations that you can never meet, but I know it's only gotten worse. Right. And so, yeah, my heart just breaks for these young girls right now that have these, you know, celebrities and people they're looking to as as a picture of health and I'm like no honey like you you are beautiful the way you are and you can be healthy in your own way in your own shape in your own form right but yeah it it takes it's it's a tough it's an uphill climb for sure because there's a lot of negative that surrounds that too right this is not attainable yeah so what would be your words of wisdoms for those mamas that are out there that are struggling, but also for these young, these young girls, like what are Amanda's words of wisdom? Oh, well, you know, honestly, I would just first off say that like, you are incredibly 
beautifully fabulous, unique and fierce in your own ways. Right. And I think I posted the other day, even on my own social media, that each and every one of us has our own path, our own purpose, our own personality that you just need to love and embrace. Right. And you've been designed to be you. No one else can be you. Uh, and so just, yeah, not don't compare yourself and your parenting, your career choice, your health journey or anything to anyone else, because the best, most healthy thing that you can do for you is to love and accept yourself and value and honor your body, your mind and your soul in ways that you connect with. And, you know, do those check-ins, do those daily check-ins, right? And, you know, I always say to clients, like, is your check engine light going off? Like if that was going off in your car, you would get it to a mechanic, right? If there's things happening in your head, in your heart, in your body that, you know, aren't feeling good, then, you know, check in on yourself and make commitments uh, to show up every day in small ways, in consistent ways to be the best caregiver of yourself because you're worth it. Yeah. So worth it. Absolutely. What would be your parting words for people and how can we connect with you? Uh, Parting words. Well, honestly, it's just been such a a gift to be able to talk about things that I am passionate about health and wellness. Um, And yeah, I, would love to be able to connect with you if you are feeling, you know, overwhelmed, like, let's, let's be honest, the the health and fitness industry is like a bazillion dollar industry. There's so much information out there. There's, it can be overwhelming. And sometimes even to know where to start can be overwhelming, right? And so if you're just, if you're not feeling your best, healthiest self, and you're looking for some good practical ways to start making health um, a priority and to take care of yourself, I'd love to connect with you. Obviously, like we've mentioned a few times, I do offer a free 30 minute uh, phone call just to kind of meet with you, um, find out what it is you need. How can I support you? Um, Yeah. And just, if we're a good connect connection with each other, then I would love, I would love to chat with you. And I, nothing brings me more joy than to be able to inspire people and educate people that health can be a reality. So I'd love to connect. Awesome. So people can find you on Instagram under restoration wellness, right? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. On that and, and on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yes. On Facebook as well. And also on um, Shelly Qualtieri counseling and coaching, there's a link to book with you as well. So I'm going to attach all of those things to the show notes awesome. so people can find you. And it yeah. has been a pleasure chatting with you today, Amanda. Yes. Thank you so much, Shelly. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's been great. And I just adore working with you. Yeah, it's been fun. Take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to your Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast. Be sure to share with any woman in your life who needs just a little bit more. Be sure to follow me on my socials and I look forward to seeing you again next time. Bye for now.